Welcome to the Manny Podcast, episode 32. Three, two. This is going to be part three of chapter one. (laughs) (laughs) The third discussion on the first (laughs) chapter of the book. Uh, We're at Terry Park this morning. Terrell, how are you doing? Drinking booze, like usual. Yep, like usual. So, this might be the last one, or there might be a part four. We'll see, I guess. Bless to God. We'll see. How we'll see. Stick with us. All right, buddy. So here we go, man. We left off last time, I believe, with the invitation that Jesus gave. Why that's a super important thing for us to hear, due to the fact that our culture has become familiar and over-familiar and contemptuous of that message. A lot of people think they've accepted it or rejected it, but they really haven't. Or they haven't heard it all. So we talked about all that. And that Jesus showed up on the scene to um, give us exactly what we needed, what our souls hunger for. Yeah. And he said something in particular. He said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. And I thought we could go over and break down the rest of the chapter just by talking about isolating the words in that that invitation, that declaration, and and, uh, talking about what Willard talks about. But the first word that Jesus uses is repent. And the... uh, that word, man, is is interesting. I think a lot of people would probably probably don't like that word. I heard that word a lot. The word like, well, you need to repent. A lot of like hellfire, brimstone, preaching stuff, saying like, you know, repent, repent, repent. Right. What is the... Well, let's just talk about what the word means. Like, what does the word repent mean? To start off with, like, yeah, give me something. Give you something. Um, To repent means to to turn from um, and go in a different direction. You know, Uh, repent. In other words, stop living in this kingdom. Start preparing to live in the next kingdom. You know, Uh, into the kingdom of God that is now at hand. I have written down here the call to repent is the call to reconsider how we've been living yes and like you said the picture in my mind as well when I hear that word is somebody who's walking in a certain direction and there's somebody that's going in the opposite direction walks past them and is like, hey, come this way. Uh-huh. And in order to do that, that person's got to turn around and, and go in the other direction. Like right. you said, like that would be a picture of repentance, would be stop turning around, physically turning around, going in the other direction. If you want to say like mentally, like I said, it'd be like just reconsidering how you were thinking, reconsidering how you were approaching life. Yep. Totally. 
Yeah. And instead of continuing north, go east, west, or south. Yeah, just a just a hundred eighty degree yeah. difference. And what did what did the people of that day that heard that message? What did they need to turn around and walk away from and follow Jesus into? And he says, the kingdom of God. Right. And one of the things that we could hit on from the rest of what Willard talks about in the chapter is the... And we've, we've, we've hit a little bit of on this, but it obviously bears repeating because it's so... In my mind, it's such a revolutionary thought because he says everything we see, the things that we even we don't see, are what would what could be properly defined as kingdoms, a kingdom or a bunch of different kingdoms. Yeah, the things that have been built up around us, the social arrangements, the political arrangements, the um, the governments, the infrastructure, the buildings, all of these things are evidence of kingdoms being built. And in Jesus' day, it was no different. And that's why the, the call is still just as relevant and potent today as it was back then. It's because everywhere we look, you drive down the road, you might be driving right now listening to this, everything you're seeing is the direct result of kingdom building. Yeah. And people are out there building kingdoms, building their own, whatever. So Jesus is saying repentance is necessary in that endeavor. Yeah. Like everybody needs to reconsider how they are living on a daily basis. Um, and start following him. Start going in the into the kingdom of God itself because it's at hand. Right. So let's talk about how Willard hits on what uh, what kingdoms are. Like, what is a what is a kingdom? He says. Every last one of us has a kingdom or a queendom or a government, a realm that is uniquely our own, where our choice determines what happens. Here is a truth that reaches into the deepest part of what it means to be a person. Before I read The Divine Conspiracy, I had like, I'd never even really considered that. No. You know? Yeah, yeah that if you have a choice you have a kingdom yeah however small I'm not saying our kingdoms are large <laughs> by any means but we have a choice therefore we have a kingdom um, what is that I mean do you have anything to say about that? What does that do to you? Yeah. Um, well, I, I think it's really important here, especially for like for most people who have never had that category, 
you know, including ourselves until we read stuff like this, um, is, and the first time I actually ever heard it talked about was, uh, Morgan Snyder in that talk that he gave, that Becoming a Generalist talk, he talked about just a little bit about kingdom, you know, and yeah. exercising the range of your effective will, which is, he got it from the divine conspiracy. Yeah, from um, and, uh, so, um... Uh, it's it it brings about a new category of the way that you are and Lewis talks about this much later that we'll talk about a lot more in depthly but training to reign um mm-hmm. as kings and queens here and now and forever you know like and this goes into what he's been talking about about being the type of person um Jesus could have done what he did via who you are you know um, for me as a mover, like he could have done, he could have accomplished the bringing and the accessibility of the kingdom of God as like a manager at a moving company or X, Y, Z, or as an inspector or as a cop or as a X, Y, Z, like a uh, plumber. He could uh-huh. do it all. He, it does not matter. And that was the point. He was a carpenter. That was his vocation. Um, but the point is, is how is your rule in that kingdom at like as of right now you know um what sort of what sort of rulers are we and uh i'm trying not to go too far down this path because there's way more to talk about with this whole stuff you know um but but it should it should develop the category of the sheer fact that you have the ability to to sway lots of things in the daily life that you live via the authority that you have whether it and that is over people things xyz um Mm -hmm. how and who are you becoming in that kingdom yes and the reality is is that matters you know that matters on a big and small level no matter how, because because you're becoming that eternal being now, yeah, and you will like well, yeah. So once again, not don't want to get too far. Well, down and this, this was but. this was a part of God's um, design for yeah. humanity. That's what. Do you not know that you will judge angels? Like, yeah, that you should be, you should be able to exercise authority in the way that the living God does. In such a way that you can become the king that he is. Yeah, that's and and that's where this is all headed. Is that or like that beautiful little C.S. Lewis quote we're probably about to read? Yeah, no. Well, the kingdoms we do have a say. Mm-hmm. Um, we are we experience ourselves as creative will, as someone who accomplishes things. Yeah, constantly desiring to generate value or to generate what is good from ourselves and from our environment. Yes. That is who we are as people. That's who we were made and created by God to be. Um, He points out that we are made to have dominion within an appropriate domain of reality. This is the basis of the destiny for which we were formed. And you were hinting and even spoke a little bit about that destiny, which is to ultimately reign with God through Christ forever. And that is the that is the ultimate reality and the destiny, right. the basis for which we were formed, is to become 
proper kings and queens. Yeah. So that's a pretty, it, maybe you haven't heard that before. I'm, it's possible that you haven't. And that's, and that might even sound like incredibly different from anything you've, you've ever heard. Yeah. But what we're pointing out at this point and what we'll get into in the next segment and keep talking about is the fact that um, how we've been building those kingdoms apart from Jesus uh, out of union with God is the things, though that is what we have to repent of. Yeah. We have to repent of doing these things out of union with God. And we'll get into that next. Yeah. We're back. So we... We all have, and we're made by God to have individual rules and reigns. Like Willard says, um, made to have dominion with an appropriate domain of reality. This is the basis of the destiny for which we were created. We were created by God to rule or reign, to have dominion in a limited sphere. Um, <clears throat> So that's the reality that we are living in. And like I said before, everything that you are seeing right now as you're listening to this, no matter where you are on this planet, the, 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 the buildings, the cars, the homes, the vocations, the jobs, the whatever, the, the local governments, the federal governments, everything, those are all manifestations or visible realities of what we're talking about here they're just kingdoms um it's the it's the thing that men and women have desired and have worked towards creating if that makes any sense and what jesus is saying is um repent of that (laughs) for the kingdom of god is at hand yeah so that's what we want to get into more here is You've been created to rule the reign or to have dominion to limit the sphere. However, you've, uh, I mean, for lack of a better word, you screwed it up. Yeah. You're, you're using your limited rule and reign to create uh, things that aren't worth creating. Yeah. And for, to put it lightly, uh, and I just wrote, the earthly, political, and social realms created by human hands and contrived by human hearts is the only place in all of creation where the kingdom of God or his effective will is currently permitted to be absent. Which is what Willard says. Yeah. And that's the reason why we see um, currently the kingdoms of this world, the kingdoms of men and women are, are, are also at hand. That's what you're seeing around you on a daily basis. Um, and we talked about this a little bit yesterday. But it's, it makes it hard. This invitation that Jesus is giving is hard to hear a lot of times because all you see around you is the kingdom of men and women at hand. Yeah. Um, and that's what the problem is. It's hard to understand the immediacy of God's kingdom here and now because other kingdoms are still present. They are at hand. All of this God still permits. Um, we see a lack of human unity and intelligent love under God. Billions are left at the mercy of man-made disasters such as wars, famine, and oppression. Um, these are areas where God's effective or actual rule is not yet carried out. His will is not yet done. Yeah. Um, 
We become a people who are trying to carry out our deepest longings at the expense of others and at the detriment of our own souls. Why? The answer is we've fallen away from union with God, who is our creator and our sustainer. Um, we've fallen away. It's as simple as that. Yeah. You're going to go back to your, you know, I, I could hear people. I mean, at this point, are you going to tell me, Philip, that it's the, it's the old ancient Adam and Eve garden story falling away? This will be, yeah, that's, that's, exactly, that's yeah. exactly what I'm going to tell you. Yeah. And you tell me another explanation for yep. it. You look around and you see the fact that we are trying to carry out our deepest longings at the expense of others yeah. and to the detriment of our own souls. Um, what's the reason for that? The reason is because we do have limited say. We do have certain power. Um, we have our own kingdoms and we're all trying to advance them at the expense of each other. We don't know how to do this properly. Yeah. And so we are in the midst of man-made disasters, war, famine, disease, all of this stuff. It's all because we don't know how to do it. Right. And all because we've fallen away from union with God, our creator and sustainer. And I just, in some notes I took, it shouldn't take much thought to understand how volatile things can become for someone or for a community who daily lives out of union with the one who gives life and breath to them. The problem is, we're just using these things, using these God-given gifts of life to advance our own agendas, you know? Yeah. To hurt each other. <laughs> right. And that's, uh, that's the explanation for why we see what we see around us all the time. Um, and that's another... Th that's another adds another layer of meaning to the word repent, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure. Um, yeah, well, I mean, it's like he says, like, uh, only in this way can they be persons. Like, can we be persons to actually have a rule over something, you know? Um, yeah. God, nevertheless, pursues us redemptively and invites us individually, every last one of us, to be faithful to him in the little we truly, quote-unquote, have say over. There, at every moment, we live in the interface between our lives and God's kingdom among us. Yes. Um, and if we are faithful to him here, we learn his cooperative faithfulness to us in turn. We discover the effectiveness of his rule with us precisely in the details of day-to-day -day existence. Yes. Honest to God, that might be one of the most... Like, you can't miss that, people. Like, that might be one of the most, like... What's that word? when you uh in it's an intrusion like that that phrase is the actual like behold the kingdom of god is at hand statement yeah like we discover the effectiveness of his rule with us precisely in the details of day-to-day -day existence like, there is no moment that the, 
<laughs> there is no moment that the kingdom of God is not present and and changing who we are. Um, yeah. And and we are becoming that on a day to day basis if we literally want to. It is available. It is available in the interface of every moment. Yes, Jesus is saying you can turn around right now. You can reconsider your approach to life even in the midst of all of these other kingdoms being at hand you seem like you're in the middle of of all of this uh, volatile kingdom building that's going on around you Um, guess what God's kingdom overarches all of that Uh and is present within the details of your day-to-day existence. Yeah. And and God wants to rule with you precisely there. Like with you think you don't have much say, that's not true. You do have say. It may be over very little. But that's exactly where Jesus wants to come with you to forge your soul and your character into the king or the queen that you were destined to be and come alongside in the form of resourcing that, taking care of that, giving you health and all of the things that you need, uh, growing your intellect, making you smart. I mean, all of these things that you just, we all take for granted and we all frankly don't believe Jesus has anything to do with. Yeah. Um, Which is just hope. One of the greatest lies, like you said, ever. Yeah. Um, but where we want to go next is to talk about the actual kingdom of God. Yeah. Where because, it's present, where it's not present, what it is, what's myth, what's fact. Well, yeah, because because this is what where I want to like sum up this segment is that you have all of this around you all the time. Where's the kingdom of God? Is the are the kingdom of men and what we what we're building here is that more powerful than God's kingdom? Does it supersede God's kingdom? Does it get in the way of God's kingdom? Does it? Uh, can it interfere with God's kingdom? And that's what we're going to talk about next. Nice. And answer all those questions. Yep. Stick with us. So now let's talk about the kingdom of God. How about it? How about Because it? it's at hand as well. Yes. And for this, I am going to... There's just a a lot that you can just directly quote from the books. So. I agree 100%. I'm about to say we could probably read the whole chapter titled God's Kingdom. So, but there's one thing in particular I want to make sure and try to to really, really make clear. But I'm going to read this first. God's kingdom cannot be shaken. It is totally good. It's never been in trouble and never will be. It is not something that human beings can produce or ultimately can hinder. We do have an invitation to be a part of it, but if we refuse, we only hurt ourselves. It is not primarily something that is in the hearts of men. It's not confined to their hearts or to the inner world of their consciousness. It's not a matter of inner attitude or faith that might be totally disconnected from public behavioral behavioral and the visible world. It's not something that can be disconnected from these things. 
It's not just something that is in the hearts of men. It is overarching. Everyone on earth has been created by God and given by God a range of will just like him. Um, the things that, and that's where it leads me to say, God has created everybody, the just and the unjust. Every single person on this planet was created by God, and he was, they were created by God with a range of will. And that's why we get what we see on a daily basis because people have a will and that will is people have choices and they make those choices and they begin to advance their own kingdoms. And so what we need to understand is that all of that is happening within the sphere of an kingdom that overarches all of that and that's the kingdom of God God's kingdom governs the whole physical universe it's always been in existence it governs everything we see and don't see the kingdom of God exists whether people believe it or not and what Willard is saying is completely true it is not a matter of inner um consciousness it's not a matter of it doesn't the kingdom's not just present in the hearts of men you know which is what most people think right i think like yep it's just this inner reality yeah i think it's one of the biggest points that and, he clears up really well and you've got to understand like if you're out there right now and you don't understand what we're saying like i don't know how the heck you get in touch with us i don't know um, who knows but it's worth asking questions about because basically if we don't get clear on this point you're going to miss a lot of what what there is to move forward because it's really 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 important like Terrell said you you've got to understand the fact that right now as you're listening to this the kingdom of God is also present. at hand yeah it's present that God is governing the physical universe right now and that your understanding of that or your not understanding of that doesn't have any bearing on God's government of it. Right. So the physical universe is not a matter of men's faith. So that's the truth. God is governing the physical universe whether you believe in him or not. Yes. He's the creator and the sustainer of everything. Yes. Now, here's where it gets awesome. Accessibility into God's kingdom is everything to do with faith. Yes. And that's what Jesus came to proclaim. Yes. And I think it's important to point out how Willard talks about the fact that Jesus didn't come to inaugurate the kingdom of God. It wasn't that it had not been present prior to him walking on the earth and now suddenly it's there. Jesus came to pronounce the accessibility into the government and the governing of God on our in our daily life. That's the difference. Yeah. Or like like he says if we attend to what he actually said, it becomes clear that his gospel concerned only the new accessibility of the kingdom 
to humanity through himself, not the existence or introduction of it. Yes. And so whenever I think most people out there, when they hear the kingdom of God, they think of like, like Willard says in the introduction, this feathery realm, this thing that's out there. It's not really something that has to do with our daily life. Um, it's in heaven. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's somewhere far away, but surely it doesn't have anything to do with it's. They would say it's disconnected from public behavioral and the visible world. Right. You know. Right. I mean, I I would I would say for the majority of my life, that's how I treated it. Yeah, for sure. And which because, is such an yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, it's such an interesting thing. I mean, yeah, no, I, no, true. I, I mean, truly, this is a also another super important point and like I'll, I'll read a little bit of Willard so when Jesus directs us to pray thy kingdom come he does not mean we should pray for it to come into existence rather we pray for it to take over at all points in the personal social and political order where it is now excluded yes. on earth as it is in heaven with this prayer we are invoking it as in faith we are acting it into the real world of our daily existence um, and what's interesting Phil is that yeah, we got, I mean, I don't really want to throw percentages out for people who would claim to be Christian people that don't actually have a category for the kingdom being, yeah. um, you know, <laughs> like always, always here, always present, always accessible, yes. literally like by the, like right here, you know what I'm saying? At hand. At hand. <laughs> um, and, and the interesting thing is, is I don't I don't think Jesus, and I I would assume that Paul would be the exact same way if you read anything the dude wrote or Peter or John or any of those guys. Like, I don't assume they actually like intended any sort of existence to happen after the like the new accessibility of the kingdom was arranged. I don't think they actually thought life should continue in any other way. And that's what Willard's saying right now. Like, there's yeah. not like no, you don't understand. Turn, turn from the repent, like we've been saying, to go into the new direction, which is now the kingdom of God itself at rule and reign and the ability for love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, uh, generosity, faithfulness. All these things are what substantially make up, like they are the foundation of the kingdom of God and now you can live in it. Not once you quote unquote shed the the skin and bones but like mm. now yes and here's the funny thing like there's a there's an entire like culture of people that don't live that way and we belong to that you know before like like don't get me wrong like this has got nothing to do with phil and terrell saying xyz like this is just this is just that's like if you don't understand I agree with Phil. If you don't understand what we are talking about, about the kingdom, like filling the spaces of everything you see and that you live, like the way you can live is you can live in that space mm -hmm. and receive strength, energy, sweat, all those things from that strength, then you are in fact missing, missing the, yes. a solid percentage of who Jesus is and a new like transforming regenerative life. Um, in God and 
And it was never meant... Like, the two were never meant to be separated. Yeah. Like, that message should never have been accepted without the other one. No. And you'll find yourself... You, you won't find yourself without a choice. You'll find yourself with a choice that's out of union with God himself. Yes. And so, therefore, you'll participate in the building of a kingdom that will never last. And you'll find yourself participating in the lack of human unity and intelligent love under God. Yeah. Like, and, you know, like, you'll, you'll, you'll be a part of a story that is one of rebellion. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, that's what Jesus is saying. Turn around. Yeah. Follow me. Yeah. And, and here's the beautiful thing, like, yeah. is that um, as at the moment, the range of humans' will, uh, of their effective will, is, is, an, is an area where God is permitting his will to not, to not be done as of yet. Yes. You know? Um, but even this does not detract from the reality of the kingdom of among us. Yes. Nor does it destroy the choice that all have to accept it and bring their life increasingly into it. Right beside it and among the kingdoms that are not God's stands his kingdom always at hand. Yes. Like you said, it's every it fills all of the spaces around you all the time. Yeah. It is that of Jesus and his heavenly Father. Yes. It can be ours as well. The door is open and life in that kingdom is real. Like, and I just pray God that that is coming across right now. Because that you understand that it is a kingdom that in the person of Jesus welcomes us just as we are, just where we are, yeah. and makes it possible for us to translate our ordinary life into the eternal kind of life. Yes. Now. Right now. Now. Uh, and, and that's the other, like... It's in hand. Uh yeah, I w I'm. I won't. I'm. This is worth wearing out. I don't want to wear it out for whoever is listening. But we sat through a sermon yesterday at a specific spot for a very for somewhat tragic event, and and there was not an answer ever spoken in the rambling of this guy about about finding it here and now about legitimate like power for the everyday life. It wasn't there. Yes. And if so if you don't understand what this... This is everything. Like this... The accessibility to the kingdom of God through the man of Jesus. Like if you don't understand that and that that leads to an eternal kind of life now. Like not one that you have to continue building kingdoms that don't last in shadows that don't last. Mm -hmm. Like you can have the substance now. Like... This doesn't have to. <laughs> this is not a upon death sort of collection. That that and that is that's like dare we say it heresy like of the like highest order because that's not that's not the actual gospel that's been presented. Yes. Nor what like that's not what was bled for and then like life had for you know like well, and here and now is what it was had for because you are becoming that person for forever. Yeah. It is available now and it is available later. That 
Like, and if you don't understand this stuff, like it won't have power for you in the moment. And there is no, like, then it is robbed of its, like, of its power. Yes. And so, like, understand that is the power of God at work in us right now. Yes. And that's what, what's beautiful is that when we get into chapter two, he talks about the, uh, the so-called gospels and what has gotten in the way of, of people being able to hear this. But, but yeah, no, I think that that's well said. I say amen to all that. And when we want to get into next is want to hold up side by side the kingdoms of men and the results of that and what God intends for us when we walk in union with him. So we're going to go next. All right. Well, this this might be the last segment of the of the first chapter. Yeah. Are we we might end up pulling this off. Yeah, today. yeah. Now everybody like be sure you just read slash re-listen slash both, you know, to that to that whole thing. And man. reach just, out, man. I mean, I yeah. don't know. Maybe we can be more helpful. But yep. that would be great. Yeah. Because we are obviously taking chunks out of this. Yes. This is not J- chapter one has a lot of really good stuff. Yes. So reconsider we must reconsider how we've been living. Because right beside, in and among the kingdoms of men, the government of God is now available to us. So we have a choice to make now, which, whether we are going to participate in the kingdom building of men or the kingdom building of God. Yeah. That's, does everybody see now, like, that's the significance of repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Like, Jesus is saying, which way are you going to go? Yeah. You're going to go with me into the building of things that last, into goodness and greatness and life and breath and all, the, all, of, the, all of the significance and meaning for which you were created, or are you going to go the opposite direction? Yeah. And so, this is what, with Jesus now, we have the option of living within the surrounding movements of God's eternal purposes of taking our life into his life. Now, what's beautiful is that you don't have to jump through hoops to get there. You know? Yeah. So religion is going to tell you that you got to um, be a really, really good person. This is this is much like, you know, for those of you who don't know Terrell, Terrell has been like a fitness guy for as long as I've ever known him. Mm-hmm. And his own gyms and everything like that. And one of the common... Super successful ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm surprised you haven't heard of him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But one of the common things people would tell you, I mean, I heard a handful of people say it, is like, well, I'm going to come start working out with you, but first I want to lose weight. Or, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm going to get in shape first. Yeah. Which is, that's, that's, a lot of people tell you, in order to, in order to find Jesus or find God or become something like you got to first clean your life up a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you got to, you got to get in shape before you can start working out. And that's, that's silly. And what Jesus is saying is like, no, in fact, and this is what I love. Willard just says personal need and confidence in Jesus is what permits any person to blunder right into God's realm. Yeah. Like, do you have a person, do you have personal needs? Do you trust Jesus? Ah, well, the kingdom of God's at hand. Like, right, congratulations. You don't have to. You don't have to tithe. 
You don't have to be a quote-unquote member of a nonprofit organization formerly known as a church. You don't have to stop cussing. You don't have to do any of these things. Like, do you need him? Do you trust him? Well, there you go. However, with that being said, we all must reconsider how we've been approaching our lives up to the day we heard that. You know? Yep. You're hearing the invitation. What needs to change? Yeah. What needs to change? You know? There will be things that have to change in your life. There just will. Because most of us have approached life and significance based on the options given to us by our culture. (laughs) And frankly, these don't work. No. In other words, Jesus is saying, reconsider how you've been approaching daily life because God's kingdom, his will and goodness and life is now available for you. And Willard points out, and you actually hit on this in the last segment about how like Paul and like these guys, the apostles were sort of like, like there's no, this is such an available option now. Like they could see clearly the path that if everybody took this path, like it was only a path that was going to end in like the return of Jesus almost immediately. Right. Because it was, if you do this, like this is all going to change over, like this could basically change like that. Yeah. Um, And that's what Willard says, like, just look at the responses of those who heard Jesus' invitation of his day to realize the bearing of that message. Like, um, folks went all in. Like, they they literally left everything to be in his presence all of the time. Yeah. When was the last time you saw somebody do, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I have large, like, that's, I think maybe once a week people gather together in the same place, but it's not like a... Nobody's just like, oh, good God, I got to be around this all of the time. Um, And these responses illustrate how Jesus here is understood. His invitation was to base their own lives, like to base their lives on the rule of God that was present with him. Yeah. You know, And, and, and this is where things get really awesome, is that daily life can be interlaced with God's actions when we trustingly put ourselves in his hands. Yeah. Jesus himself is the evidence for the truth of this amazing grace. People saw God himself at work in the actions of Jesus. The kingdom of God was coming to bear on their daily life through Jesus. The same is true today. Yeah. See, this is what folks don't get. Like, this is what was so mind-blowing for us. The kingdom of God is not going to come to you only after the death of your body. That is not true. Right. It is here now. Yeah. Eternal life is is to be available now. Why? Because Jesus is alive. He's alive. Just like he was he's he's alive right now. Yeah. And the kingdom of God will come to you through him just like it came to those people in first century Palestine. Right. If you trust him and you need him, you could blunder right into his kingdom. Yeah. And there's nothing or nobody that could stop that. Yes. That that's It's just, it's the best. Yes. Jesus is showing us how life comes to us on the earth. 
you know? Like, we receive God's gift of life by relying on Christ. And when we, when we do that, we find that God comes to act with us as we rely on Him in our actions. We too can begin to act with God in our daily life, not just for God. And this is a very important transition for daily life. Do you have that quote by Lewis? Ready? I can grab it. I think now's the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so C.S. Lewis writes, Our faith is not a matter of our hearing what Christ said long ago and, quote-unquote, trying to carry it out. Rather, the real Son of God is at your side. He's beginning to turn you into the same kind of thing as himself. He is beginning, so to speak, to inject his kind of life and thought, his Zoe, into you. Beginning to turn the tin soldier into a live man. The part of you that does not like it is the part that is still tin. Yes. The real son of God is at your side right now. He's beginning to turn you into the same kind of thing as himself. Yeah. And there's a part of you that kicks back against that. Yep. And that's what, that's where we find ourselves, you know? Yeah. Um, most of us, all we've ever known is what the powerful ideas of particles and progress have caused us to believe. And so we, 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 we shy away from the availability of God's kingdom because it's, it just seems unlikely, you know? Yeah. Um, if even true at all. But we were meant to exercise our rule only with union in God, with God as he acts with us. He intended to be our constant companion or co-worker in this creative enterprise of life on earth. That is what his love means for us in practical terms. He wants to be our companion and co-worker in the creative enterprise of life on earth. Yeah. And this is where we move forward with him. Um, and when, but when you choose, so, so that's where we all are. We have the choice of being a, a, a co-worker with, with God through Jesus in our creative enterprise on the earth now, like right now, or as Willard says, in our arrogance and fear, we can flounder through our existence on our own. And we can subject the earth to futility, like yeah. Paul says in, in Romans 8 because of this. When we mistrust and distance ourselves from God, we then distance ourselves from each other. And we fall away from our intended divine context and from the task for which we are by nature fitted. And this mistrust pervasively characterizes human life today. And Willard just says, things are not going well on the earth. No. <laughs> what a simple and uh, profound statement. Yeah. Nonetheless, the deepest longings of our hearts confirm the original calling. We still experience ourselves as creative will as people who accomplish things. We're constantly desiring to generate value or to put forward what is good from ourselves and from yeah. our environment. However, apart from harmony under God, our nature-imposed objectives go awry. Much of our time and energy is spent trying to dominate others or escape domination from them. Office politics, tribal warfare, international relations on a global scale are all subject to this futility. 
Why? Because in arrogance and fear, people try to do this on their own. Yeah. And that's that's this that's the option every single person has today. Today. Because the kingdom of God's at hand today and the kingdoms of men are at hand today. Which one are you gonna pick? Yeah. Um But life life becomes exciting, I think you would agree, when we trust God. Yeah. To give us what is good. Like when we understand that his presence and his kingdom fills all of the spaces around us all the time. Yeah. And, and by confidence and just simple need in him, we can experience all of that. Yeah. Um, and that's the point is that when you choose to walk in his truth and his hand, his kingdom at hand, we learn to govern our tiny affairs with him. Yeah. The kingdom he had all along planned for us will be turned over to us at the appropriate time like that is just I don't you probably have never heard that yep like that's the point today by personal need and confidence in Jesus you will blunder right into his kingdom and he will teach you he'll be your companion and co-worker in the creative enterprise of your life and you will begin to increase the government of your own affairs yes and he will begin to turn you into the person who is able to have more and more say. Like yep. that is freaking fantastic. Yep. And his intent is for us to learn to mesh our kingdom with the kingdoms of others. Love of neighbor, rightly understood, will make this happen. But we can only love adequately by taking as our primary aim the integration of our rule with God's. That probably you need to pause right there and listen to that again. It is incredibly important for you to understand that this is the point, you know? Yes. We must learn to mesh our kingdom, the range of our effective will, where what we say is done with the kingdoms of others. And this is what is so important when Jesus says to love your neighbor. Yes. What he means by that is this is this is this is how this is going to happen. Love will make this happen, but you can only love adequately by primarily seeking first God's kingdom. That's it. Right. Everything else will be added if you do not do that then these things won't happen. And this is what Willard says, and I, I just put down in my notes, it might be the most important paragraph, in my opinion, in the first chapter. He says, Only as we find God's kingdom and settle into it can we human beings all reign or rule together with God. Only as we find God's kingdom and settle into it can we human beings all reign or rule together with God. We will then enjoy individualized reigns with neither isolation nor conflict. Small wonder that Paul says creation waits eagerly for the revealing of God's children. That's, this is the point. This is where when we integrate our will with God's will and we integrate our kingdom into his kingdom and we settle into it, we find it, we will begin to, to rule in our tiny affairs with him and increasingly grow in our governance with him 
and become like the Son of God Himself in character and in love, and we will mesh our kingdoms with the kingdoms of others, and there will no longer be isolation and conflict, and we can then move forward further up and further in. Yep. But it's only as we find God's kingdom at hand and settle into it that we can have this. And Willard just says, this is the ideal of human existence for which secular idealism vainly strives. Yeah. So everybody around you is trying to make this happen, what we just said, but it's not working, is it? Right. It's not working because they're missing the fundamental reality of the the kingdom kingdom of of God God. being at hand. Yep. Yeah. And this is all found in uh, the, like, on on my in my book on page 27 uh, under the chapter or subchapter god's kingdom that's the very last paragraph there if you're looking for that in the book so yeah um yes yeah so this is the point i think we'll we'll end it here i'm going to try to sum this up so we are these fallen creatures of god yeah who have fallen away from unity with him we have our own choices which means we have our own kingdoms and that's who we are every single one of us and Jesus is saying to us today repent because God's kingdom is at hand this invitation to come out of darkness and live right side up in the light makes no sense to a lot of people Why? Because we've all fallen away from this union with God. We have no idea how to live the life for which we were made. Our little realms have been severed from ultimate reality, which is God's kingdom, which overarches everything, which, like Terrell says, permeates and fills every single space that's around us all the time. Yeah. But here's the good news. Jesus came among us to show and teach the life for which we were made. He opened access to the governance of God with him, and set afoot the conspiracy of freedom and truth among human beings. By relying on His Word and presence, we are enabled to reintegrate the little realm that makes up our life into the infinite rule of God. And that is the eternal kind of life. Caught up in His active rule, our deeds become an element in God's eternal history. They are what God and we do together making us part of his life and him a part of ours. Oh my gosh. Was that the gospel story you just read? That's the gospel. And here's what's awesome. What are the results of this? If you do this, if you change your mind, if you reconsider how you've been living, if you repent and you take advantage of the reality of God's rule present at hand among you and his actions and his availability through Jesus, forgiveness and a new life is yours. And you will enter God's rule and become, like Jesus, a bearer of that rule. Yeah. That's... This is pure gold. That is what you were intended to be a part of. Every one of you. It's a kingdom that in the person of Jesus welcomes us just as we are, just where we are, and makes it possible for us to translate our ordinary life into an eternal one. Yep. Drop the mic. Drop the mic. There's nothing, honestly, to add to that. Just, man, 
Make it so. Yep. Jesus. Make it so. We love you. Love you. We finished chapter one. It's a bit... Well, we haven't... But we haven't even mentioned the, like, comparison of other kingdoms. I well, don't know that it's necessary. I think the establishment of where we're at, I think everybody else can kind of follow up, like, finish chapter one here, especially because, like, the electricity as a hand, just it was just such a helpful thing probably for most readers especially. So continue reading chapter... Like, finish chapter one. But I think for podcasting purposes... I think we're clear. Well, and here's what's awesome is that moving forward in the subsequent chapters, we just rehash everything. Yeah, and that's what... I didn't realize until we started doing the podcast that chapter one is basically a summary of the entire thing. (laughs) So So freaking true. Yeah, so so continue reading, but yes. Yes, and we'll keep going and uh, yeah, let us know how everything's going. Yeah. So if we need to be more clear on certain things, whatever... It's really cool. We got nothing but time. It's not like we're, you know, this is what we do. So, yep. We'll talk to y'all later. Bye-bye. Bye.